Welcome to My Friends Don't Know, a podcast about news and politics. I am your host and co-host, Gopi. This is the first episode, and I started this podcast for my friends that don't know about news and politics. Some of my friends, I get it, it's tough for them to keep up with everything that's going on. Some of my friends have no faith in politics understandably all they see really is the same thing every election year but there there's more that we can do to participate in in i don't know if it's government or politics but there's more we can do to participate that will really directly affect our communities so I wanted to create a platform where I provided that information to y'all, my friends, <laughs> and to also let y'all know what the people you elected are doing. Because we really do have the power to put the people we want in charge, especially at a local level. At a local level, man, you really, 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 really got to get out there and vote. That really matters. But we'll get into that. I want to start with what's been dominating all the news cycles, coronavirus. And some of my friends, <laughs> when we talk about it, they'll be like, Copy, you don't think the news is overreacting? You don't think they're trying to scare us? Yes and no. I've long felt that the major cable news networks, I won't name them, but every time they come back from a commercial break, it's always, welcome back, we have some breaking news. And it's the same breaking news that they reported the last hour, the hour before that, the one before that. So yeah, the news could sound scarier than what it is, but... But the coronavirus is serious. It's something we should be informed about. So let's start with what it is. <clears throat> the coronavirus is a virus that causes respiratory infections that range from the common cold to diseases like SARS and MERS. In the news, you might see you might see that they call it COVID-19. COVID-19 just means coronavirus disease 2019. They just abbreviated 2019 because that's the year it was discovered. Here in the United States, for whatever reason, they call it the novel coronavirus. I don't know why, but okay. The symptoms of coronavirus... And you know what? Let me read this. I'm going to read this from the World Health Organization's website. So let me not freestyle this. <clears throat> the most common symptoms of COVID-19 are fever, tiredness, dry cough. Some people may have aches and pains, nasal congestion, runny nose, sore throat, diarrhea. These symptoms are usually mild and begin gradually. 
Some people become infected but don't develop any symptoms and don't feel unwell. Most people, about 80%, recover from the disease without needing any special treatment. Around one out of every six people who get COVID-19 become seriously ill and develop difficulty breathing. Older people and those with underlying medical problems like high blood pressure, heart problems, or diabetes are more likely to develop serious illness. People with fever, cough, and difficulty breathing should seek medical attention. Yeah. And if you do feel sick and feel like you want to go see the doctor or go to the hospital... Please, please call before you go. Why? Because you may not be able to get tested. They may not be able to see you. And by you being there, you already risk getting other people infected. So just call before you go and make sure that they're able to test you. Which you feel like they probably should be able to test you, right? But the government has been slow to get test kits to hospitals and doctor offices. And that's been one of the differences really in how the U.S. has been responding to coronavirus compared to like other countries. And I ain't gonna hold y'all, but every time... Every day they do a press conference and they give the nation an update about what's going on with the coronavirus. It's the vice president. It's the Department of Health and Human Services. It's the Surgeon General. The Oh, yo. All right, hold up. All right. Before I even get into that, did y'all know that the Surgeon General, this is... This is someone who is 44 years old, looks like Richard Jefferson, the NBA player. With a straight face, he went on live TV and said that Trump is healthier than him. Man. I ain't going to say anything else about the people in charge of running the response to coronavirus. Now, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. Pence. Vice President Pence, before he was vice president, he was governor of Indiana. When he became governor in 2013, he was warned that Southern Indiana was at risk of an HIV outbreak among people who injected drugs. Experts proposed a needle exchange program, but state law didn't allow it. Testing for HIV was almost impossible because the only place in that area where you could get tested was a Planned Parenthood that shut down because of state cuts that Pence supported. 
in November 2014, the first HIV case is diagnosed in that county. In November 2014. It wasn't until late February 2015 when officials notified local authorities that there was an outbreak. And even then, Pence opposed needle exchange programs. And he's the governor. So if he says, let's have these programs, they'll have the programs. March 23rd, 2015. This is why. Hold up. March 23rd, 2015, he has a meeting with the CDC. And they're telling him how serious this is. And they're telling him that he should really have a syringe exchange program in place. He responds, I'm going to go home and pray on it. March 25th, he declares a state of emergency that permitted temporary syringe exchange. A few days later, a HIV clinic opens. April, he establishes a syringe exchange program for 30 days. The 30 days pass, and in May, he signs a bill that allow counties to apply to provide temporary syringe exchange program. To apply to provide temporary syringe exchange programs. And these programs receive no state money. But that same day that he signs that bill, he signs another bill that says... If you get caught carrying a syringe with the intent to use drugs, intent to use a controlled substance, instead of being charged with a misdemeanor, it's now a felony and you face two and a half years. Even if all you have on you is a clear syringe, no drugs, nothing, all you have is a clear syringe, you're getting charged with a felony. This was May 2015. This is from from May from November 2014 to May 2015. He is responsible for the HIV outbreak in Indiana. He is the vice president. He is the person in charge leading the coronavirus response. Deacon, because I don't know. I don't feel like Trump would let somebody else make a decision. He'll just be like, all right, you're going to lead. You're going to be the leader of this group, the face of it, so that if it fails, he can be like, no, it was this person's fault. Obviously, he'll take the credit if they do something good. 
let me reach right by you and bring us back from that wild tangent I just went on. But, nah, but, I mean, nah, just so y'all know the kind of people that we have in charge leading this. These are the people that are in charge of leading the response to the coronavirus. Man. So, I was saying, (laughs) every time I see these people give their daily briefings, they spend half the time praising Trump for his efforts in halting the incoming flights from China early. He got ahead of it. But they don't talk about how he hesitated in providing test kits to the hospitals, to the doctors, or how he rejected the World Health Organization's test kits and then later on opted to go with the test kits from a company that he used to own stock in. And then the other day we found out why he didn't want test kits being distributed. They were asking him... um, When he was asked the other day about the cruise ship that had the corona positive passengers and they asked if he had a plan for when they docked. And he said he preferred if they stayed on the ship because it's not our fault that they have the virus and they shouldn't increase our numbers. He doesn't want the numbers of infected American citizens in this country to increase because it would look bad on him. So he preferred that they stayed on the ship. That's crazy, bro. That's sick. That's sick. So is the news overreacting? I don't know, man. What worries me is the virus spreading. People that haven't been been able to get tested. Who knows who they come in contact with or what surfaces they touch that somebody else might touch. And what can we do? And they say, if you feel sick, you stay home. And I feel sorry for the people that get paid hourly. If, you, if you're not on salary, if you get paid hourly, there is not a plan in place to protect you, to make sure that, that you get compensated for whatever time you lose. Trump proposed a cut to Social Security and I think Medicare, a payroll tax cut. So... You get a little more bread every check. But. So Social Security, Medicare gets cut. You get a little more every check. But if you don't work, if you are quarantined, you live in the area that's quarantined, you get paid hourly and you can't go into work. You're not getting paid. You're not getting a check. So there is no extra money. There's no money. And he's talking about, Trump's talking about bailing out some industries. 
and pay attention to this because his mans who's in the oil industry just asked him to bail out the oil industry. Why? Last weekend, and by last weekend I mean March 6th through 8th, OPEC proposed a plan to deal with how the coronavirus impacted the oil industry. OPEC, OPEC stands for the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. The leader of OPEC is Saudi Arabia. So over the weekend, OPEC, OPEC been under pressure since the coronavirus uh, outbreak was first discovered in China. People had to quarantine. They didn't go outside. They didn't need oil. So the demand for oil dropped. And that hurt the industry. OPEC proposed a plan to deal with this by cutting the amount of oil that they export by one and a half million barrels a day. And then up in the price. Russia was not having that. And they told OPEC, if you propose this deal, we're going to reject it. Saudi Arabia over the weekend, this is all over the weekend. Crazy. Saudi Arabia responded by flooding the market. That's going to result in the consumer seeing a 10 cent drop or whatever cent drop. I don't drive, so I don't know. I don't even have my license. I got my permit four times. You could trust me. So you're going to see a drop in prices. But because Saudi Arabia flooded the market over the weekend, Monday morning, we saw the stock market crash. That's why. That and coronavirus, but that was because of coronavirus. But that's the reason that it crashed. Trump's mans just lost billions. And he's asking Trump to bail out the industry. Trump is also talking about bailing out the hotel industry. Somebody needs to keep track of where all this money's going. That's all I'm saying. And that's why voting is so important, B. Like, even me, I live in New York City. My people from New York City, we say it every election year. Like, I've done this in the past. There are election years that I didn't vote. I'm sorry. I was ignorant. But my excuse back then was, yo, it's... It's always Democrat. Like, what's, what's, does it matter? It doesn't matter if I go vote. It matters. It matters. Voting is you representing your voice in your community. And we know the game. We know the game in politics is where can I go get votes? So if a politician sees that, yo, this community isn't really voting, they're not going to go there. They're not going to go pay attention to you. You know what I mean? That's why it's important to vote. 
That's why your voice is so important. If you can vote, go vote. I'm going to vote this year in every election. Biden going to win it, though, huh? <laughs> I like Bernie. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I have never in my entire life of existence met a single living person that said they wanted Joe Biden to be president. At all. I wanted Warren to win to get the nomination, though. I ain't gonna hold you. It's trash. I feel she was the most collected, like, in every debate. She had good policies. Similar to Bernie. Similar to Bernie, but, bro, Bernie... He be wilding sometimes. America as a country is now ready for a revolution. A lot of us are. A lot of us say we are. A lot of us are not. And that's a lot of us. And that's really what his messaging is. Or that's not what his me- it's, that's what it sounds like in the debate. Every time he speaks, it sounds, he says it. He says, uh, we need a political revolution. America's exhausted right now, yo. Trump done put this country through a lot. That messaging is wrong. It's not going to reach the people. That's why Joe Biden is is leading in every, in every poll, in every Super Tuesday election. They shook. They want somebody that's safe. They want to feel how they felt, how it was before Trump. I'm voting for him, though. I ain't going to hold. If if Biden, if Biden's the one, it looks like he's the one, I'm going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for him. And I'm going to tell you, if Trump gets elected again, I promise you, he is going to try to pass some sort of law, some sort of bill, where he'll be able to run again for a third term. The corrupted Republicans that are in office, not all of them, but a lot of them are corrupted already. They're going to back him. You're going to see the first dictatorship in the United States. I'm on my conspiracy tip. That's how I feel, man. I feel like if he gets elected again, that's what's going to happen. That's why voting is important. And not just the president. Like, look at um, Mitch McConnell. He's a Republican. He's the Senate leader. The House has a leader that's a Democrat. The House has passed over, I think, 500 bills. Mitch McConnell has refused to even present them in the Senate. Admittedly, he has he has admitted to this, that the only reason he's not presenting them is because the Democrats passed them in the House. He's proud of this. He calls it his graveyard. These are the people that we elect. 
This is why voting is important. Facts. If you know anybody solid in your community, encourage them to run for local office. That's how you start making changes. It's wicked out there. There's a woman, yo, there's a woman in Florida who was arrested. She was caught changing people's political parties from independent to Republican, from Democrat to Republican. It's wicked out there. So to all my friends that don't know, I hope this helped keep you informed. To my friends that do know, check me, man. Maybe I misspoke. I am your host and co-host, Copy. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in.